Hey, this is Tanya Braden, and you are listening to Serious Applicants Only, the show for serious individuals who want serious results. Now, have you ever been in an interview and realized that you just may have said too much? Did you give away all your secrets? <laughs> Let a ghost out of the closet? Or just put way too many cards on the table? In today's pod class, we talk about talking too much right after this. Serious, 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 serious applicant only. The skills that pay the bills. Resume writing, interview skills, professional networking. Okay. Hey. Serious, serious applicant only. The skills that pay the bills. Resume writing, interview skills, professional networking. Okay. Hey. The skills that pay the bills. Resume writing, interview skills, professional networking. Okay. Serious, serious applicant only. The skills that pay the bills. Resume writing, interview skills, professional networking. Okay. Serious, serious applicant only. The skills that pay the bills. Okay, so in today's pod class, I've got four things that you really shouldn't talk about. Stay away from this information. Don't give them too much information. And just some strategies overall on how to not say too much. Okay, so four things not to do and two strategies that will give you a really good uh, way to prepare to not say too much. All right, so here's the top four. Number one, don't talk about the reason for leaving your previous job too much. And so I've had individuals from my current job and from my previous jobs, I'm always in an environment where I'm advising students on their career. And in both um, organizations, I have had students from time to time ask me, what do you say when they ask you about why you left your previous job, why they left their previous job? And so, um, first of all, you want to make sure that you are prepared for those questions. And it was really great that they asked me, what do I need to do? They were kind of shaken up, but it's always good to prepare, prepare the answer. You don't want to rehearse and sound like a robot, but you definitely want to have a statement or two ready at the drop of a hat. And so a good reason for leaving your previous job is pursuing higher education or more education. And so whether or not you had a job between the time of one year and another year, if you went to school or you took up a trade or you did an online class, then those things are really good reasons for not being employed during that time or for leaving your previous job. So state the gap of employment in a way that says, 
I really needed to take some time to refocus my career, to learn some additional skills, to finish my education. And so I took some time off to do those things. Now, whether or not there was any bad blood or there was any laying off or there was any quitting in a fiery rage at the last job, that is not the topic at hand. The topic is I've currently, I actually took some time off to reposition myself to make myself a stronger candidate for this job that I'm interviewing for. And so making sure that you have those uh, things well documented in your resume Uh, So that in between those years or those months where you were not employed, you also have months in the education section that shows that you were actually learning or training or completing some uh, other education, then that helps to fill in the gaps. And that's a really good reason for leaving your previous job. Okay. Another thing that you want to... um, stay away from giving too much information is your medical history or anything dealing with a an illness or more specifically a chronic illness so I've had a um, a previous student who asked the question about um, whether or not to to divulge the fact that um, she had a, a chronic illness okay and so my answer was Definitely not talk about your medical history and definitely not bring up the fact that you have a chronic illness. It is not the employer or the interviewer's um, business to know your medical history, especially during an interview. You should not mention it. You should not bring it up. You should not talk about it. And so if those things are an issue that actually are reasons why you had um, gaps in your employment, then you definitely want to be strategic in what you say. And when I say strategic, I don't mean that you're going to lie. I don't mean that you're going to leave out any facts, but I do want you to give them as much information as possible without mentioning your medical history or if you have any type of illness that will prevent you from working for long periods of time that ultimately resulted in you being fired. Those things happened in the past. If you have no uh, reason to believe that they will happen in the future, then feel confident that you do not have to mention them in the interview. Uh, I would suggest that you take a very good long look at your work history and again if there's anything that you can do as far as not going back too far then don't go back too far um, in in every person's life life you've had a, a season of growing a season of learning you've had a season of preparing and you've had a season of resting and so resting can be a good reason uh, to have a gap of employment and it doesn't have to have anything to do with your medical history or any type of chronic illness and so keep in mind that whatever you've done in your past 
it should not point back to a medical history or an illness because those are things that you should not mention in an interview okay so again if you have anything that's going to prevent you from working on a regular basis personally I would think very long and hard about what type of job that I'm applying for is this something within the scope of my ability is this something that I can do safely is this something that I can do comfortably is there a point in time during the year where I, where I will be incapacitated if that's something where the responsibilities will allow for a an employee to take time off will it be a seasonal position where will there be some type of rotating responsibility then those are some of the things that you need to pursue Perhaps find some type of job that is going to give you the opportunity to work remotely a, a few days out of the month. And so finding the thing that's the right fit for you may be more difficult, but there are jobs out there. There are some positions that will allow you to work 90% or 95% remotely or 100% remotely. Working from home is a thing that people do now. And it's definitely something that if any, if anyone does it, you can do it too. So keep in mind that you have to, uh, first of all, apply for a job that is realistic within the scope of your abilities, physical, mental, emotional, social, and then definitely make sure that you're not divulging too much information in the interview. Keep in mind that an interview has to be a win-win on both sides. You don't want to be unrealistic for your own personal uh, abilities and you don't want to lead someone on saying that you're going to be 100%, 100% of the time if that is what is required of the position. And so again, if there are any jobs out there that have a different type of responsibility, if they have the uh, ability to work remotely or have somewhere something that is a seasonal or their periods of uptime and downtime, then definitely you may want to consider that type of position anyway. Something that's going to be a better fit for you physically will will give you the better opportunity to be the best employee that you can be all right so that number two thing is don't talk too much about medical history don't talk about chronic illness but definitely the converse part of that is definitely find a position that will work for you and is the best opportunity for you and your situation all right the number three thing not to talk about too much uh, or to do to prepare is to make sure that you practice those behavioral interview questions. On a previous pod class, I talk about that sticky note method. If you have a list of common behavioral interview questions, you want to practice and give a three-part punch on scenarios and how to best convey your strengths and your experiences in that situation. So you would definitely use your sticky note method to put the question stem at the top and then three bullets with the with uh, the points that you want to make up your answer. And that's, you know, the sticky note method in a nutshell. And so 
Preparing for the behavioral interview questions is crucial, is a crucial uh, way to not talk too much. Because if I'm not prepared, then I may be the person who is going to ramble and go on and on and on. And the interviewer starts getting this glazed look over their face, or they may not be able to get another word in edgewise. And then all of a sudden you said too much. You said negative things. You said the wrong thing. You've given them the information that you really don't need to share at that time. Uh, And so you go down a very slippery slope if you don't prepare. And so in the show notes for this, um, particular pod class I will definitely leave a link to some really great sites for behavioral interview questions the more you prepare if you just take 10 of those questions and write the question stem at the top and three points as to how you're going to attack that question it's kind of like doing homework for a test in school if you prepared then you're much more Uh, prone to get an A on the paper if you've read this you know the chapter if you've taken notes more than likely you're going to get an A and you're going to pass it is the exact same situation with an interview you're going to write down the questions you're going to write down the answers that you want to provide and then you'll be surprised at how those things will come back to your memory when you're in the interview if you've never prepared you will ramble, you will tell too much information, you will let the cat out of the bag, you will spill the beans, but not if you've used that sticky note method. All right. And another, the number four way that you can prepare to not say too much is to not talk about family. You're not going to tell the interviewer that you have small children, that you have three children that you have five children that you have two children we're not going to talk about our children at all um we'll i would say if it's pertinent to the the conversation i would say my family my i would say my family i could definitely say my children i won't really say that my children are small now I may say when my children were small, and that would allude to the fact that they're no longer toddlers because toddlers are the type of children that need more attention. And we definitely don't want to give the interview interviewer the, the subliminal impression that you're not as... Um, you're not as available for working and for work, okay? And of course, they're not supposed to ask you. Um, it shouldn't make a difference. The world is not sunshine and roses. It should not be something that should be taken uh, or held against you or given you a bonus or a plus. It shouldn't be that way. However, to keep those things from unintentionally becoming a... Um, something that could be held against you because everyone is human and everyone has those um, preconceived notions and we all have those prejudices whether we want to believe we do or not we all have some type of prejudice Uh, and we don't we want to live our life in the the way that we don't have any uh, we don't harbor any negativity against any class of person however Every person, every interviewer is human. And so to eliminate the 
fact that someone may not uh, look kindly on someone with small children. We definitely don't want to say anything to allude to the fact that we have small children. I would not talk about currently having small children or taking care of children. I may, and it, it just depends on the scenario, but at this point in my life, I may say when my children were younger, but it's safer not to talk about the children at all, okay? Um, also, being married, whether you're married or not, is not the interviewer's business. And so it shouldn't be something that you talk about. And so we definitely should have a whole nother podcast, I'm sorry, pod class on that topic in the scenario because it is a very controversial type of uh, topic whether you uh, are going into that conversation about being married or not but definitely those are conversations that you don't have to have in an interview and so again going back to um, being prepared for those behavioral interview questions, being prepared for the scenario-based types of answers means that I don't have to talk about things that shouldn't be a part of the conversation. Thus, I'm not talking too much. Okay, so we're going to take a break right here. And after the break, we're going to come back and talk about some more scenarios and how to stay on topic right after this. Okay, so we've talked about some of the things that you should not talk about. We definitely want to stay out of those taboo areas. Uh, Don't tell them too much about your medical history we're not talking about our family we're not talking about why we left that last job if it's a negative situation but what we will do there's two things that I feel like everyone should do to stay on track and not talk too much the two things that you should do is one stick with stories and scenarios that provide a look at your professional or work history So how do you do that? So again, it's just like preparing for a test in school. You should write them down or if you um, have a, you know, a computer and you like to type things out, type up the beginnings of scenarios that provide a look at your work history. How were you? Tell me a time when you were a team player. So I'm going to type that out. I was a team player because we did X, Y, and Z at this particular company. And this is the result of that situation. And so typing it out or writing it out longhand helps me to remember the things that I should say and I must say that answer the question completely. And it also eliminates me speaking too much about the wrong things so again talking about the scenarios that happened when I worked at a certain place and keep in mind we're talking about those places that you've already documented on your resume 
the thing that you are most proud of from your current employer or your current workplace, the things that you did that were very valuable from your most recent workplace, the things that created a value or increased production or made productivity uh, jump from 3% to 7% in a week. Um, Those things are very valuable and you need to definitely write it out, type it out and prepare those notes. Uh, And it's not just a once in a lifetime it is a write out some things once every few months make a meeting with yourself to prepare for interviews on a periodic basis especially if you are in the growth stages of your career let's say you are at entry level right now in IT and you're getting your foot in the door and you're getting those first few jobs in those IT or those application developer spaces and so because you don't have a whole lot of work history you want to give those little stories and antidotes that pertain to your uh, the jobs that you've had and so you want to get stronger and you want to get better and so you will write those things down and you will review them on a regular basis every time you prepare for an interview and you may move up and move into another position or move into another company uh, in the next year or two several times but once you get into the company and once you get into a position where you're going to be there for a while then you don't have to review these notes so much but it's always a good way to if you're reviewing and you're preparing it helps to eliminate the nervousness and when you're nervous you talk a lot and when you talk a lot what guess what you spill the beans and you say way too much so it is um it is a strategy it is something that is more than you thought it was going to be because everyone wants an easy answer everyone wants the easy pathway to success everybody wants to be that overnight a phenom that they think the next person is but guess what the person who has the most success who's got the most victories and wins has prepared the most who's worked the most they have really done their homework and they put in the, the most sweat equity and if you're willing to put in a little bit more effort and a little bit more snowballs each time and it builds and it grows each time you work on it and so that ultimately gives you that competitive edge it helps you from being nervous and it helps you from talking way too much okay and my very last point that I'll give you for keeping away from giving too much information is ultimately the more you practice the better you'll be so again make a meeting with yourself uh, once quarterly if that's not enough for you depending on how many interviews that you're going to go on in this year or you anticipate going on, then you may want to reevaluate your um, notes every month or every other month. But whatever it is, you have to put in that effort. You have to put in that uh, sweat equity. All right, so that's all we have for this session of the SAO show. If you want to uh, give more 
uh, information if you want to contribute to the conversation if you just want to say hi and wave at me for some odd reason <laughs> you can do so a couple of different ways so you can definitely send me an email it's at the sao show t-h-e-s-a-o-s-h-o-w at gmail.com or if you are on the app anchor.fm you can actually go to that website look me up and then you can record an actual voice comment to in reaction to this show and if you heard before I'm celebrating milestones so every time I get a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand or a million uh, then I'm definitely going to do some giveaways my main giveaways is to help people empower people and help them on their pathway to career success so I'm giving away uh, leather like portfolios so that you can have something to put your resume in so again comment share and every time I get to those um, those milestones if your name is anywhere included in the communication that I get or the newsletter postings or the you know whatever it is that I have published for you to put your email address in or for you to comment on I'm going to take all the names from all of those things every time I hit a milestone and I'm going to give some things away so email is the best way all right until next time this has been the SAO show for serious applicants only until next time All right, that's a wrap for this pod class, but never fear, the lessons and discussions continue online. You can sign up for the milestone giveaway at bit.ly slash serious apps. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash capital S-E-R-I-O-U-S capital A-P-P-S. Or you can email me at the S-A-O show at gmail.com. And let's link up. You can find me on LinkedIn as well as Twitter at Tanya Brayden. And even if you didn't catch all that, the links will be in the description. This has been for serious applicants only.